0: section 15 of flatland by edwin abbott abbott this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by aaron white section 15 concerning a stranger from spaceland from dreams i proceed to facts it was the last day of our hundred and ninety-ninth year of our era The pattering of the rain had long ago announced nightfall, and I was sitting in the company of my wife, musing on the events of the past, and the prospects of the coming year, the coming century, the coming millennium. Footnote. When I say sitting, of course I do not mean any change of attitude such as you in Spaceland signify by that word, for as we have no feet, we can no more sit nor stand in your sense of the word than one of your souls or flounders nevertheless we perfectly well recognize the different mental states of volition implied by lying sitting and standing which are to some extent indicated to a beholder by a slight increase of lustre corresponding to the increase of volition (laughs) but on this and a thousand other kindred subjects time forbids me to dwell my four sons and two orphan grandchildren had retired to their several apartments and my wife alone remained with me to see the old millennium out and the new one in i was wrapped in thought pondering in my mind some words that had casually issued from the mouth of my youngest grandson a most promising young hexagon of unusual brilliancy and perfect angularity his uncles and i had been giving him his usual practical lesson in sight-recognition, turning ourselves upon our centres, now rapidly, now more slowly, and questioning him as to our positions, and his answers had been so satisfactory that I had been induced to reward him by giving him a few hints on arithmetic, as applied to geometry. Taking nine squares, an inch every way, I had put them together so as to make one large square. With a side of three inches, and I had hence proved to my little grandson that, though it was impossible for us to see the inside of the square, yet we might ascertain the number of square inches in a square by simply squaring the number of inches in the side. And thus, said I, we know that three to the second, or nine, represents the number of square inches in a square whose side is three inches long. The little hexagon meditated on this a while, and then said to me, "'But you have been teaching me to raise numbers to the third power. I suppose three to the third must mean something in geometry. What does it mean?' "'Nothing at all,' replied I. "'At least not in geometry, for geometry has only two dimensions.' And then I began to show the boy how a point, by moving through a length of three inches— makes a line of three inches which may be represented by three and how a line of three inches moving parallel to itself through a length of three inches makes a square of three inches every way which may be represented by three to the second upon this my grandson again returning to his former suggestion took me up rather suddenly and exclaimed well then If a point by moving three inches makes a line of three inches represented by three, and if a straight line of three inches moving parallel to itself makes a square of three inches every way represented by three to the second, it must be that a square of three inches every way, moving somehow parallel to itself, but I don't see how, must make something else, but I don't see what. "'of three inches every way, "'and this must be represented by three to the third. "'Go to bed,' said I, a little ruffled by this interruption. "'If you would talk less nonsense, you would remember more sense.' "'So my grandson had disappeared in disgrace, "'and there I sat by my wife's side, "'endeavoring to form a retrospect of the year 1999 "'and of the possibilities of the year 2000.' but not quite able to shake off the thoughts suggested by the prattle of my bright little hexagon. Only a few sands now remained in the half-hour glass. Rousing myself from my reverie, I turned the glass northward for the last time in the old millennium, and in the act I exclaimed aloud, The boy is a fool! Straightway I became conscious of a presence in the room and a chilling breath thrilled through my very being. "'He is no such thing,' cried my wife, "'and you are breaking the commandments "'and thus dishonouring your own grandson.' But I took no notice of her. Looking around in every direction, I could see nothing. Yet still I felt a presence, and shivered as the cold whisper came again. I started up. "'What is the matter?' said my wife. "'There is no draught. What are you looking for? There is nothing.' "'There was nothing,' and I resumed my seat, again exclaiming, "'The boy is a fool. I say three to the third can have no meaning in geometry.' "'At once there came a distinctly audible reply. "'The boy is not a fool, and three to the third has an obvious geometrical meaning.' "'My wife, as well as myself,' heard the words although she did not understand their meaning and both of us sprang forward in the direction of the sound what was our horror when we saw before us a figure at the first glance it appeared to be a woman seen sideways but a moment's observation showed me that the extremities passed into dimness too rapidly to represent one of the female sex and i should have thought it a a circle "'only that it seemed to change its size "'in a manner impossible for a circle "'or for any regular figure of which I had had experience. "'But my wife had not my experience, "'nor the coolness necessary to note these characteristics. "'With the usual hastiness and unreasoning jealousy of her sex, "'she flew at once to the conclusion "'that a woman had entered the house through some small aperture. "'How comes this person here?' she exclaimed you promised me my dear that there should be no ventilators in our new house nor are there any said i but what makes you think that the stranger is a woman i see by my power of sight recognition oh i have no patience with your sight recognition replied she feeling is believing and a straight line to the touch is worth a circle to the sight two proverbs very common with the frailer sex in flatland well said i for i was afraid of irritating her if it must be so demand an introduction assuming her most gracious manner my wife advanced towards the stranger permit me madam to feel and be felt by then suddenly recoiling oh it is not a woman and there are no angles either not a trace of one can it be that i have so misbehaved to a perfect circle "'I am indeed, in a certain sense, a circle,' replied the voice, "'and a more perfect circle than any in Flatland. "'But to speak more accurately, I am many circles in one.' "'Then he added more mildly, "'I have a message, dear madam, to your husband, "'which I must not deliver in your presence, "'and if you would suffer us to retire for a few minutes,' But my wife would not listen to the proposal that our august visitor should so incommode himself, and assuring the circle that the hour of her own retirement had long passed, with many reiterated apologies for her recent indiscretion, she at last retreated to her apartment. I glanced at the half-hourglass. The last sands had fallen. The third millennium had begun. End of Section 15 Recording by Aaron White